welcome to episode three of the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast, where you'll hear what it's like to train for and run your first marathon. I'm Dwayne France, and each week I'll be joined by Coach Morgan Lattimore, and together we're going to share my week-by-week training journey that will take me, just a regular guy and a mere mortal, to the finish line of my first marathon. And if I can do it, you can too. Thanks for joining us for the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast. I'm excited to be going on this journey and pleased to invite you to join me along the way. There's a couple of ways that we can be connected. Follow the podcast wherever you listen to them and you'll be notified when a new episode comes out. You can also see where the journey takes me by connecting on Strava by going to strava.com forward slash athletes forward slash M3 podcast, which will be in the show notes as well. There you'll see if I'm following the training plan like I'm supposed to. And finally, before we get into the meat of this episode, you can find all of the episodes on the fundraising page for my charity partner, The Second Wind Fund, at coloradogives.org forward slash M3 podcast. The mission of The Second Wind Fund is to decrease the incidence of suicide in children and youth by removing barriers to treatment. They match children and youth at risk for suicide with licensed therapists in their communities and pay for up to 12 sessions of therapy when there's a barrier to treatment. If you appreciate the show and what Coach Morgan and I are doing, Show a bit of love by throwing some change in the tip jar by going to coloradogives.org forward slash M3 podcast. If you listened to last episode, it was the first part of a two-part series that started my training journey with the initial coaching call with Coach Morgan. He asked me about me, the person, about my family, my background, my running experience. In this episode, you're going to hear him talk a bit about himself, his coaching philosophy, and where we go from here. As we're hoping to show you what it looks like to work with the coach, this is the beginning. Coach Morgan shared an overview sheet with me ahead of the call, detailing what we were going to be talking about. So this is the first call that everyone gets, whether they're a mere mortal like me training for their first marathon, or they're a new athlete that he's working with to help train for an ultra marathon or a triathlon or qualify for Boston. So check out the second part of our conversation, and we'll come back afterwards to wrap things up. send that to me as well. I'll evaluate it. I'll put all that together and look at it and see, okay, what are you doing? What has he done? Where can we make improvements and go from there? That kind of rolls us in as we kind of talked about you as a whole, you as a person, you as a husband, you as a father, you as a soldier. We, then we talked about you as an athlete. I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. Marine Corps, 24 years, retired. I have, I've always loved fitness. I thought about what I wanted to do when I left the military and I started thinking about this a long time ago and I wanted to do something that was with people, if I could help people and that it was with physical fitness. So I started personal training years ago, over 20 years ago. Right. And, you know, spinning instructor, group instructor, doing that type of stuff Went to Afghanistan, came back, got into cycling, got stationed in, in SoCal, the Mecca of triathlon and multi-sports got into that world in a facet of different ways. I won't go over that. <laughs> we might have to use that for, Maybe we'll do an episode of just what I've done. And so mm-hmm. people kind of know me as a coach and what that, you know, what, where it is. And then started getting into different stuff. I, like I'm training for ultra running right now. I'm running. I've done marathons. I've done ultra runs. I've done ultra swims. I've done ultra cycling. I've just rode across America from Oceanside to Maryland. So that's kind of my background. And I've always, even in the military, I always took on the, the role and responsibility as leading the physical fitness programs. And I just loved it. I love the transformation piece. And one 
story that stands out to me is I was at Miramar and I was helping the BCP program. It's called the Body Composition Program. And it's for people that are overweight and out of height and weight standards for the Marine Corps. And all it was air wings. So it was just a lot of people that were <laughs> right. over, yeah, that were overweight. And these are young Marines, you know, I, I think I was an E6 or staff sergeant at the time. And I started having conversations with them because I, I wanted to know, like, why were they there? And then you start to hear how it wasn't a physical issue. It became a physical issue because of a mental issue. And then mm -hmm. I say mental issue or emotional issue. It doesn't mean that they were had to have PTSD, depression or anxiety. Those things are created by some, the environment. And some people are like, oh, they had it. Yeah, but it had to come from somewhere. Like there, a chain of events had to occur to make that happen. And I started asking them. And as I work with them, you started hearing their stories of why they overeating, why they're not eating correctly, why they're not sleeping correctly, why, why they don't have the financial means to buy new running shoes. And I'm like, you get paid every on the first and the 15th. You, I know you got the money. Do we need to have a financial talk? And so when you miss those things and you know, people like, oh, you know, it's just this, they just, they lazy, they lazy. But what we're missing is like, what makes them feel like they're not the person that they want to be so they can do the things they need to do. And so as I work with them and I start to see the weight come off and the positiveness and the drive change in a positive way, I asked them like, what's different? And I remember a Marine told me, he said, I'm doing this, but What's different with this program is that you care. You actually care. And it was crazy how many people get stuck in an environment where people don't care about them. It could be family. It could be work. It don't matter who you are. Anybody listen to this, it can, could be subjected to this type of treatment. And subconsciously, you don't even know that you're being affected at that level. Like you don't. You just know that he's mean. But you don't know that you're about to carry around a weight with you for the rest of your life that no one even told you that they were giving you. But when you start to see one yourself because somebody else sees you, it's so impactful because the person that has a hip surgery or overweight or ankles broke or it's a chain of events that led them to that doesn't define them. Right. And sometimes we guilt people, especially in the military, was a very heavy mm -hmm. alpha mentality where they say, well, you know, you're running slow today. Even if you've been running all week and they say, oh, you're running slow, you're not, oh, you're not putting out. I've ran for six days straight and you're telling me I'm not putting out. And because the way that we measure success is quantity over quality. This is the world, right? Mm -hmm. More money, more stuff, more accolades. Like that's what it is. But that has not lent to serve us well in a lot of occasions. And so what I learned as I coach people is that they need to be seen and met at a certain level. And that's where they are who they are, where they are, and what they are dealing with in that moment. Not where I think they should be, not where people are telling them where they should be, not where society thinks they should be, but where they are. And so through this journey, I'm going to meet you where you are, okay? And right now, there may be nothing. There are athletes that, are, that process things well, are very disciplined and consistent, and, and we, don't, we don't do much internal work, but we will confront these things. It may be a day you don't want to run. Maybe a day you go out there and run and don't finish the run. And I'm going to ask you to go back out. <laughs> okay. I had a, a young lady and she was running. She said, I fail because I was running from a dog and I was getting my knee. I said, did you break your leg? She said, no. I said, or do you need to go to the emergency room? She said, no. I said, are you, are you okay? She said, yes. I said, so why can't you finish your run? What will you do on race day 
when something that you didn't plan for happens to you. Because it's not, and that's where we get in the habit of planning for how to make it perfect, but we don't plan for what ifs. And you, and that's what endurance training is about, because the longer you're out there, the more that can occur. And so my job is not to tell you what to do, but to teach you what needs to be done because coach won't be there on race day. Coach won't be running beside you with nutrition go or pacing or you get a cramp or you pull something or you fall. What have I taught you to do and how to handle it through the end? And you could say, I learned that through the military. I'm not going to force you. And say, oh, you made that lady go back out and run? Yes. After I made sure she was safe and okay, I did. And then what she said, she said, thank you. I wouldn't have done that without you. That's my job. Most people would have said, yeah, I failed. I ain't going back out. But how does that stop you from running? Ain't nothing broke. Mm-hmm. It's a little blood, right? Like your kids, they, they fall, you brush them off, you clean it, you wound it, you put, send them back out there. We have gotten away from pushing ourselves past comfort. And that's where that transition from 70.3 to full Ironman, from half marathon to full or 5K to 10K, whatever it is. You can do more. You have to stop listening to the inner voices that say you can't or the people in, a, in society that say you can't. My job is to empower you with the physical, nutritional, and mental tools to make it to the finish line. And that's the kind of my philosophy in a nutshell. And to make sure that no matter what you do, you know that I'm going to be beside you. And I want you to think like people will say, well, what would Jesus do? What would coach say? I want you to question it and say, what would coach say? Because If I've done my job well, you won't need me on race day. And that's how it is, right? And so that's how you prevent people from not finishing a race or actually starting a race. You empower them with the skills, strategies, and information that makes them successful, okay? And so that's what we're going to do. And it's going to be fun. We're going to have a great time. While I'm on that, and I'm going to transition into, okay, what what this is going to look like. After we get off this call, I'm going to send you an email. It's going to have payment links, things of that nature, all in there. It's going to have, it's going to, I'm going to ask for your long-term and short-term goals. We're going to set you up on Training Peaks. It's a coaching platform that allows me and you to share information. Basically, you're going to go run, say, five miles. Your watch will upload to, oh, what kind of watch do you have? Or uh, Fitbit. Yep. A, a Fitbit, okay. We may do we. We may have to transition to something else, okay? But what we do, we take the, we take a run and watch or whatever. We link it to whatever platform, and that platform usually links to a training piece, okay? Anything that you do, or you can enter it manually, right? You don't have to do it. Auto, it's automated if you have certain programs. But we take that information, and it will upload to the third-party site. It will send it to me, and I'll be able to see if you stopped, if you walked, what city you was in, what street you was on, if you stopped at a light how fast you're going, how your heart rate was, all depending on what you, you give me. Mm-hmm. And, a, and what, what, it, what it allows me to do is like, it gives me a, a, a data picture, okay? It gives me a data picture of, okay, what is your pace? What is your heart rate consistency? What is your cadence and things of that nature? So I can make the adjustments as needed, all right? And I will ask that when, you, when that stuff loads after a workout, that you give me 25, 50 words of like how it felt. What did you feel like going into it? What did you feel like during? What did you feel like after? Things you would do better next time, right? And so that gives me a difference because the data could say you go on a three-mile run. You can complete it. I look at the data and like, oh, he did great. But then I can see your comments and said, I struggled on that one, right? I was tired. I didn't feel good. A lot of things that could happen. 
And so having both pictures and putting them together just gives me a better sight picture of what needs to happen moving forward. The first probably 60 to 90 days is going to be really us getting to know each other. And then we've talked before, so it'll be that process has already started for us. And we're going to take the, uh, from those 69 days, the first two to three weeks, I'm going to be basically give you training that shows me what you're capable of. Okay. Can he be consistent? Can he be disciplined? Can he communicate with me if something needs to change? What you're used to is saying, oh, this is a plan. I have to do this. I'm going to move this. I'm going to do this twice. I'm going to do more on this day. We're not going to do that. You don't tell me how it's going to be done. I don't tell you how it's going to be done. We decide how it's going to be done together because you know your body and I have the knowledge and experience, right? And so from that, we build something that works for your lifestyle, custom, handmade, okay? And so if you've got travel or a meeting or anniversary, you're going to put that on the schedule. And then when I go in, like today, I have training plans to do today, and they're going to be done by 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Sunday. Okay, I usually do two to three weeks at a time, depending on what group that I'm adding to. And from there, anything that you've already put in there, I'm going to see, and then I'm going to build around it. My job is to be creative and still give you the things that you need to be very successful. So we don't have to force them. We don't have to double up on anything. But guess what? Life does happen. Life does. It, it will happen a thousand times on here. Something's going to be nagging you right? You might have to, a meeting that pops up or emergency, God forbid. And then you let me know, you shoot me a text. I can make real-time adjustments from my phone. Okay. And that's what you're paying me for. So don't, a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't want to bother you. You know, well, literally you paid me to bother me. Like that is my job. I will tell if I don't answer the phone, I ain't free. <laughs> if I'm going to be out of town, I will let you know. If I'm, you know, I'm racing that day, you will know because I will build the athlete coach relationship on my end that promotes two-way communication. Okay. I'll leave it at that because there's a lot of information. And what I don't want to do is brain dump everything on you. Right. Because what happens is you get people get getting told a whole bunch of stuff. And then they're like, oh my God, this is just too much. It's a lot to soak in. That's just kind of what's going on. You can expect. And guess what? We're going to read and go over those sort of things every time that we need to. And from there. And so I'll leave you with this at the end of, for the end of this portion is I don't know what you don't know. I don't know your body like you know your body. I can only help you with what I assume you need, but it's always better. The more information that you provide, the better coaching I can provide. And so with that being said, I leave the floor open for any questions. You know, I, I definitely appreciate that. The idea of you don't know what I know especially about me specifically. And this is one thing that I saw as a therapist. Actually, I had a client sort of identify this. And this is how I see you as a coach. You're an experienced nexus, right? You have coached hundreds of clients, right? Men, women, young, old. And you may not know me, but based off of your vast experience, like I'm, it's just me and you together right now, but you see right. me in like maybe 15, 20, 30 other. I think we even talked about it. Like you've coached some retired veterans, right? And so you know right. a little bit about the mindset. You don't know about how my mindset might differ from theirs or right. be similar to theirs. But I think that's really one of the things where I'm excited to start working with the coach is because I don't know what you know. And 
what you don't know about me and what I don't know that you know, in my opinion, can't help but make me a better runner. Get me through this marathon, right? Like it's going to be a toss up whether this is my one of two marathons that I have in my mind or if this is the beginning of another stage of my running career. So I, I, I really appreciate that idea. The other piece is I see this as an investment. Like I lost running for 10 years and we'll likely talk about this because we had similar military background, but leaving the military, you lose an identity. But yes. I also lost my runner identity at the same time as I lost my soldier identity. And I didn't realize it at the time. So I want to be a runner. I'm 49 years old. I want to run for the next 30 years. I want to be a lifelong runner. I don't know that I want to be a lifelong marathoner, but I want to at least be able to run because of what running does for me, psychologically mainly, obviously physically and things like that. But I see this as an investment, not just to help me get across the marathon. I'm certain that I could get across a marathon and make it a suffer fest if I pulled a training plan off the internet, right? And there's nothing wrong with it. People do that all the time. But I see this as an investment, not just for this period of time, but also something to be able to make sure that I can continue to engage in this particular aspect of my lifestyle that I lost for a very long time. You get it back. You get it back. And you've already gotten it back because you've already started. Like you've already took the steps. You've done the half. And now you're going on to the full marathon and you're mentally where you need to be. And everybody, we look at sometimes life as like what has happened to us or what, how life has affected us. But instead of looking at how life is happening for us, right? Like we, we were put in a certain situation that sometimes we can look back on and say, oh, I would have did it this way. But you, but if you would have did it a different way, would you have the emotional and mental resilience, grit, resolve that you currently have? If you got it, the picture painted the way you thought it should be painted, would you have all those things and more? And you wouldn't nine times out of 10 because that the hiatus that you took, right? It was a place to show you is like right now, this is what I went through. Why did I go through that? I started running again. I felt better. I don't want to feel like that anymore. I want to run as long as I can. That shifted you because if we'd have put that 10 years back in there, it could be like, man, I think I'm tired of running. I don't want to. <laughs> it could it could happen so many different ways, but it it happened the way that was meant to happen for you. And I think that's a testament to all our lives moving forward in anything that we do. Really, that's it for today. And there's yes, there's a lot of people like, oh, that is it. It's a podcast, so there's a whole lot more that we can talk about. Right. But, but then there's the, but then this is the thing that the funny part of me. So how far do I got to run tomorrow? What do I got to do tomorrow? I'm a planner. I'm a logistics mm -hmm. NCO. So I'm the guy that wants to know how far, how fast do you want me to run? And I recognize that's going to come, but also there's that piece. I think of what's next. But I always I tell people, like, I always ask the question, the worst thing I tell you, I let's say be patient. And my job is to tell you to be patient sometimes, but always ask the question, always ask the question, assume that I have no clue what's going on. And then what I could do is that's when the dialogue happens. If you hold every question in, then we can't have the dialogue that may change the way you run, the way you perceive something. And that's, I think that's just, that's in any relationship. I don't, I can't know what you don't know until you say, this is, Hey coach, I got a question. And that's where I leave the floor open, the door open, the open door policy, text me, just text. You can always text me. You, you know, like, I want to again. If I'm not free, I won't text you back. I usually text back in 24 to 48 hours, if not sooner, because I'm, I have athletes and, and my family. And the worst thing I, you don't hear back from me, 
you have to make the best decision that you can. But I'm very great with communication. And I've learned, I'll, I'll lead the podcast with this. The reason that I became the coach that I am, that is not only so I can help people and make sure they never feel alone, but it's because I had some experiences that when I had coaches, prior to the ones I have now, because my coach now, my, I have two of them, and they're amazing, that I wasn't happy with the service that I was getting, the interaction that I was getting. It's like, like you said, therapy. It's like you go somewhere, it's like, I don't feel heard. I don't feel seen. And, I, and when you feel that way, you can't really give wholeheartedly of yourself and really do the work you need to do. And so I always, I take my experiences and try to be the best. I had some coaches I didn't have great communication with. I want to, I want to be the best that I can be at that. I want to, I want to sometimes as even for me, some mistakes I made early on as, as a coach is where I wasn't listening enough and I was talking too much. And that doesn't mean verbally, it could just be like this, my eyes, my mind, like I wasn't listening with, with my full self. And because people, once you learn, and you know this, once you learn people, you will learn that they're always telling you their story, even if it's not verbally, right? And so my athletes always say, you're more than a coach is because I see you for more than just an athlete. You're a mother, you're a father, you're a human being. And when I meet you at that plane, and we can step off together, what we do is amazing. It is going to be amazing. I'm excited. Yeah. So what do we do here? We got the phone before the end of the day, or probably within the next hour for you. I will send you an email and we're going to get that stuff started. And so I can have you set up by tonight and you'll have the next three weeks played out. I'm going to need that training plan. I would ask that you look into, I'll send you some couple of choices, but like a running watch. And what that's going to do is help us, help me gather the information we can track your heart rate, your pace and things of that nature. But what it also helps me do is helps me manage your fatigue, right? And so when I think we need to take a break, I can make sure that we set that up because everybody is different. Some people can go two or three weeks without a break. Some people need a break every three days, right? Age changes things. Your sex changes things. Your altitude changes things. Life changes things because stress is comes in more than one form. For sure. And we're going to, we'll, I'll send you some stuff to, to think about. And by no means, I, I would tell people this, you don't have to buy any of it because I can still coach old school. You know what I mean? And the goal is not to spend more money, but this is just an option. If you want to take it that your, that fitness to the next level, we can get really detailed and we don't have to go super detailed, but the more information, the better. It's like a, di a daily diagnostic of your health. Yeah. Okay. We'll take a look at it. All right. Questions for me? None right now. Like I said, I'm excited to see where we go. Oh. So, people, there you have it. Coach Morgan, Dwayne, we going to knock this out, man. Ready to go. All right, brother. That's all I got for you. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Look forward to getting the other information, and we'll connect again next week. Yes. I'll see you then. <laughs> There you go. Pretty motivating, right? I know I'm ready to go. There were a lot of meaningful things that he said, but I just wanted to bring one thing back. I want to say that there was a point that I wanted to footstomp, but then I realized that I may need to explain that a bit too. Many people may not know this, but the military is a learning and teaching organization. It's not all just running through the woods with muddy boots and rifles. You're almost constantly going through training and classes and courses. When an instructor is telling you something and they want you to remember it, most likely because it's going to be on whatever test is coming up, 
then they would stop their foot or otherwise emphasize the point. It means that this thing I'm telling you is really important. And when I re-listened to my conversation with Coach Morgan and I heard this part, I thought to myself, we really need to footstop that. I started asking them, and as I work with them, you started hearing their stories of why they overeating, why they're not eating correctly, why they're not sleeping correctly, why they don't have the financial means to buy new running shoes. But what we're missing is like, what makes them feel like they're not the person that they want to be so they can do the things they need to do? Right on. What makes us feel like we're not the people we want to be so that we can do the things that we need to do or want to do? These things that we're trying to do are possible. 99 times out of 100, they're things that other people have done. If they can do them, why can't we? What makes us feel like we're not the kind of person that does things like run marathons or change careers or start a new relationship or end an unhealthy relationship? Life is too short, my friends, and there are enough obstacles in the road that we need to navigate without having to navigate the obstacles in our minds as well. Just a little reflection of mine on something really important that Coach Morgan said. So after our conversation, we did exactly what we said we were going to do. I shared with him my half marathon training plan that I used for the Pueblo, Colorado Rock Canyon Half Marathon in December of 2022 to give him an idea of the general training plan I followed. And he set up the initial part of my marathon training plan. Next week, he and I are going to meet for a coaching call, review the first week of training, and talk about some of the different aspects of running and training and show you what it sounds like for the first week of a training plan that gets me on my way to my first marathon. Make sure you follow the show in your podcast player of choice. And thanks for joining us for the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast, where you can hear mere mortals like you and me reach our goals as I train for the 2023 Denver Colfax Marathon. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at Dwayne at VeteranMentalHealth.com. You can also follow along our training journey by connecting with me on Strava at Strava.com forward slash athletes forward slash M3 podcast, or just search for my name. As long as you spell it right, it won't be hard to find. If you want to support a great cause, I'm a charity partner with the Second Wind Fund. The mission of the Second Wind Fund is to decrease the incidence of suicide in children and youth by removing barriers to treatment. They believe that every youth at risk for suicide should have access to the mental health treatment they need. They match children and youth at risk for suicide with licensed therapists in their communities and pay for up to 12 sessions of therapy when there's a barrier to treatment. You can donate to the cause by going to coloradogives.org forward slash M3 podcast. If you want to reach out to Coach Morgan, show appreciation for the excellent work that he does, or sign up for the People's Coach newsletter, you can find him at morganlatimore.com. All of these links are in the show notes. So thanks for joining us for another episode of the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast. And just remember, mere mortals can do amazing things.